Okay, welcome back to Sophisticated Mess. I think this is maybe the sixth episode, I believe, and that's super exciting because I wasn't sure if I would make it past the first one. I'm actually really excited to get into the topic today, but first, um, if you're watching the video, you're probably like, what in the world is going on? I just did a Euphoria-themed TikTok you know, one of the trends where they're like, the music starts playing and then you switch from bare face to full glam. And I love makeup. I haven't messed around and played with it in a really long time, but it's actually what I used to love, love doing. I would watch makeup tutorials all the time when I was probably like 14 or 15. And I just recently got back into it and I just started Euphoria and just had to, I had to do it. And so that's why I'm in like full Euphoria glam on this video so if you're wondering that is why but anyways I also want to talk about my weekend it's Labor Day weekend so it was pretty busy here in Austin actually really packed surprisingly despite you know coronavirus and all of the pandemic things going on but my friend Scarlett came to visit me she's a friend from Dallas but she's actually going to Texas State this fall and she decided to come down and visit me which is awesome I feel like I've had more people come this year than have ever before to visit me in Austin which is really really fun I feel like I know the city so well now I absolutely love showing it to my friends because I feel like most people don't really know much about Austin if you've never been and it's just it's so beautiful so we had a really really fun weekend we went paddleboarding on the river and then went hiking at i think it's called bull creek and there's waterfalls and this little creek that runs through the hike and it's just it was so pretty and it was just really fun getting to show her around and do some outdoor activities. She brought her little golden doodle with her so we were able to take him with us on our hike. He absolutely loved it. Oh my gosh, just to be included. So yeah, that was really fun and I am getting back into the swing of things with school. And that kind of brings me to the topic of today's conversation which is getting a big girl job going on the job search really trying to figure out what life is going to look like after college and for me it's going to be a little different because i've got a communication degree which is a little more ambiguous than say a doctorate <laughs> that doesn't make any sense you can't get a doctorate from undergrad what am i saying um, it's a little different than, say, engineering or a teaching degree or a nutrition degree or a nursing degree. You know, those have clear paths ahead of them once they graduate. There's a better understanding of what you're going to be doing as soon as you graduate from college. And for me, that's a little difficult because I have so many different interests that I don't really know where I'm going to fit in. And if you listen to some of my previous podcasts, then you know that I really wanted to do nutrition when I first started at UT and I still love nutrition. I just felt that dietetics as a degree plan was, well, I mean, really, I never even got to the nutrition part of my degree because I was swamped by all of the organic chemistries and biochem and all of those prerequisite classes to get to the actual nutrition classes. You have to take all of those before and they were so difficult at UT that I just 
could not I I'm not strong in science to begin with so when the classes got really really hard it was like a foreign language to me so I I didn't really find that that path was the correct one for me. I realized shortly after that that I couldn't imagine myself working in a hospital anyways, but nevertheless, when I was pursuing that, there was this like blanket of security in being able to say that, oh, I'm a nutrition major because you're guaranteed to have something waiting for you afterwards. I mean, I say guaranteed, you know, there's a little bit into it. One, you have to get an internship, and then you have to make sure that you take the test and pass it in order to become a registered dietitian. And don't get me wrong, those are extremely difficult things to do, but there's just such a sense of accomplishments once you finish those because you have that title, you have jobs waiting for you at different hospitals, you know, people recognize that credential, and it's reputable, you know, when you tell someone that you're going to be a registered dietitian, I think it's more respectable than if you said, oh, like, I'm an art history major, which I'm not saying that I agree with that sentiment, it's just kind of the way that things are, at least the way that I found it. I don't know if you can relate, but if you have a more generic degree and you tell someone what it is, you know, you always get that little head tilt <laughs> um, to the side when they kind of look at you and you're like, oh, uh, what, do, what do you plan to do with that? And nothing against the people that do that, but it is a little frustrating because most of the time, if you're like me, you don't know, and it's kind of hard to explain yourself when you're still trying to figure it out yourself, and you want to seem like you have it. At least for me, I want to seem like I know what I'm going to use my degree for and what I'm going to use these four years of school for, but you know, when you don't, it's kind of, it kind of puts you in a tough position in those conversations. And so I just think it's important to talk about the ambiguity of a generic college degree and how that can really cause you anxiety, especially in your last year, um, which is what I've been struggling with a lot, especially since this is the semester that I need an internship. And just trying to find an internship is so, for me, I feel like it's it's been a little challenging. And maybe it's because I'm picky like everything else, but who knows? Let me just start by talking a little bit about my degree and why I think that has an impact on the jobs that I have in the future. Typical jobs for communication degree students are public relations, human resources, um, a social media manager, event planner, copywriter, sales representative, and you know, the list goes on. Uh, but if you look back at those things, I mean, public relations specialist, human resources specialist, what what does that even mean? Can you give me a definition of human resources, of public relations? Like, are they both the same thing? Are they different? There's not really, like, I mean, I'm sure I can look it up and it'll give me, like, some sort of answer as to what the heck those things are. But when you're studying communication, they don't prep you specifically for that specialty, if that makes sense. Especially my degree plan, it was a lot of writing, a lot of reflection about myself, a lot of ethics training. I found that almost every single class that I was in was teaching me more about ethics and leadership than it was about communication. And maybe that was the classes that I was taking, but it didn't really seem to focus on one thing or another. And that's why I think we run into a little bit of a challenge when we start looking for jobs because we don't really have specific skills 
in terms of public relations or human resources or social media or event planning or copywriting or sales. Like we weren't trained specifically for one of those things. So we're just kind of left with like, you know, shrugging your shoulders like, well, I guess I can just try any of these things. And because of their unique skill sets, it basically means that we're going to have to be trained on the job for every single thing that we want to go into, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but when you start looking for internships and they you know, are looking for experience in those industries, it's a little difficult to provide that because you're like, well, I don't really, you know, have any yet. And I know that, you know, a lot of employers, I'm sure, are understanding, and especially if you're with a big company, like, they're going to have training in place for that. But to me, it just seems a little frustrating because I wasn't really taught how to approach public relations or how to become a human resource specialist. Like, what does that even, like, it? To me, it just doesn't, it doesn't really make sense. And that's not to say that communications doesn't have clear benefits because it does. When you major in communication, there are so many skills that come out of that that you're going to use in whatever that you're doing. And that's the benefit, I think, of having something as generic as communications is that, you know, everybody talks, everybody has to engage with other people. It's a skill that you're going to use for your entire life, so you you better get good at it. Especially if you're taking a variety of classes in college, you're probably going to have a little bit of knowledge about marketing, a little bit of knowledge about advertising, public speaking, or I guess you should have a lot if you're taking public speaking courses. You're probably going to be a lot more comfortable with that than a lot of people, and I think that's still like the number one fear that people struggle with is public speaking. Clearly, as you can see, I don't really have a problem with it. I don't even have like a script. I'm just basically talking off the top of my head. I mean, luckily I get to edit this. I get to edit out the ums and the long spaces, but still I think a lot of people probably wouldn't want to sit down for an hour and just talk into a mic without any sort of script in front of them. I don't know if that's just a me thing, but you know, you're going to come out of out of your degree with hopefully some good public speaking skills. You're able to put on a presentation in front of a group of people and explain your thoughts clearly and articulate what it is that your message is towards them, which is great. I mean, you're going to have to do that in whatever industry that you go in. Also, you're probably going to have a strong idea of what's ethically and morally right and what your ethics and morals are and what principles that you want to follow, which is great. I think that a lot of people in the job market are looking for someone with those types of skills and someone that's not going to be afraid to follow the right path. And then along with that, you know, you're probably going to have really good writing skills because let's be real, if you're in the communication school or any type of English, literature, journalism, you're going to have to be amazing at writing. And also, like I mentioned in one of my first podcasts, I used to want to be a writer. So to me, this was kind of a natural path for me to go on because writing was just something that came really easily for me. And like I said, these are definite benefits of the degree. I just think I'm struggling because what do you do if none of those options that I outlined earlier, like public relations, human resources, social media, manager, event planning, copywriter, what if you don't want to do any of them? (laughs) And that sounds really crazy, but I just have no interest in being a 
public relations specialist or a human resource manager. Granted, I don't really know what any of those things are, which maybe my college education has failed me in not informing me of what those things really are. But I just, when I look at those, it just looks boring. And don't get me wrong, I don't want to hate on anybody who does those things. So I'm sure there's a lot of work that goes into them. And it's probably not that boring if you're interested in it, but personally to me, it does not appeal to me in the slightest. And with that, I want to talk a little bit about how quarantine has affected a lot of people that are my age that are going into the job market after they graduate. Quarantine had a really interesting effect on social media and specifically TikTok, for one, it has blown up since quarantine started, which is understandable because it's a crazy, amazing, entertaining app. It's just like buying. Um, but also, I mean, Instagram, what, YouTube, all of those really v- video image-based platforms are just skyrocketing. And the amount of people that started YouTube channels and people who really started to ramp up their videos on TikTok and their photography on Instagram, everybody looked at those people and thought, wow, I can do that. And they started their own. And that's amazing, don't get me wrong. I mean, I think that there are so many creative people out in the world, Me, I mean, including me. I mean, look, I'm literally doing exactly what I said. I started a podcast, I started a YouTube channel, you know, I've been working on my Instagram. I've been doing all of these things, but in quarantine when we saw all of the success that people were having on TikTok and YouTube, I mean, people are getting millions and millions in views of on their TikTok. Addison Rae, Charlie D'Amelio, like the whole like Hype House, the Sway Boys, whatever the heck you call them, they absolutely blew up. And they're the next stars of our generation. And when you see something like an app take someone from being in college to hanging out with the Kardashians, like Addison is literally best friends with Kourtney Kardashian right now, which is crazy because they come from completely two different worlds, right? And just what, a year ago, Addison Ray, like we didn't even know who this chick was. I think that seeing this, it really discourages, I don't, I don't know if that's the correct word, but it changes our mindset in terms of what a job can look like. And this has been happening for years now. This isn't a new phenomenon. You know, when Instagram started blowing up and people's profiles started getting thousands and thousands of followers and they started promoting products and starting their own labels and brands and selling to people. I think that's when this idea really started to take off. But especially right now with TikTok, I mean, the engagement on that app is absolutely phenomenal. And anybody has the chance to blow up. I mean, Cassie, who was on one of my first podcasts, she's had a couple TikToks that had millions of views. And I think she's up to 30,000 followers on TikTok. And it just... (laughs) I mean, when you're a creative person like I am, it it makes a regular job seem so unappealing when you see so many people having so much success on social media apps. And I think that that's why my interest in the jobs that I've been seeing have it's it's at like an all-time low. If you would ask me when I was in high school if I thought that I would have no job prospects in the future, I probably would have been like, what do you mean? Because I worked really hard in school to get good grades, to have the best opportunities I possibly can, 
because of the status that I had in high school, I was top, I, was, I think I was number four in my class. And I did that because I really wanted to get into UT and they have that rule that if you're in the top 7%, you get automatically admitted. And UT is arguably one of the best universities in the country as a public university. So I knew that I wanted to come here for a reason. And that said, if you, I just, it's, it, I don't want to feel like I am wasting the years that I had here by getting a generic degree and then not really using it. And I guess I could go into social media and I think that's what a lot of people are doing that are my age. They're transitioning into marketing, PR, advertising, social media managers because there's such a huge push for companies to include that in their skills now. They're ramping up their social media use, especially with startups in Austin. I That's what I found the most is that when I'm looking for internships, so many of the companies that are on you know, Glassdoor, LinkedIn, ZipRecruiter, they're all startups that are looking for interns to help them grow their social media, which I completely understand, right? Because it's important and that's where all of the eyes are. However, I don't really wanna be managing anyone's social media page but my own. And the idea of adding on someone else's videos, someone else's photos, posting them and editing them when I'm already trying to edit my own stuff, it just seems like a lot and it i know that if i did that it would take away from the stuff that i could produce on my own and a lot of my creativity would be devoted to progressing their social media and it i don't want it to take away from what i'm doing maybe that sounds like an excuse like as i'm talking about it i'm like well you know how really it's two different things do you really think your creative energy is just going to disappear after you create something for someone else and no i don't think that but at the same time it's you know you only have so many hours in the day and right now i'm already struggling to balance school working on my podcast editing and working out and being on a team for powerlifting and when you're splitting your time and and doing social activities, you know, I want to hang out with my friends and see them and meet as many people as I possibly can this semester, but you know, I if I'm already struggling to do that, I can't imagine having an internship on top of that. My part-time job hasn't even started yet, so I can't even imagine how full my schedule is going to be when I start that. And so I just really don't want to spread myself too thin, and if I'm doing social media for someone else, it could take away from what I'm doing for myself. And truthfully, I think I just need to get over that because I do love photography. I do love social media. I love what it's doing for people, how amazing it is to meet new people and to express yourself creatively. And I know that that would be fun no matter where I went, especially if I had a position where I was doing food photography or something along those lines where I would really thrive and get to show the skills that I've learned over the past couple years. But at the same time, uh, I just I just don't know right now. And I think that once I get into it, I'll, you know, figure out how to manage my time and do better. I just think it's so interesting to think about how this year has completely changed the way that, I don't know, what, what generation are we? Gen Z? Um, I, I really have no idea what we're called. Um, <laughs> but anyway, people that my age think about jobs in the future. I mean, jobs are, are completely different now than they used to be. There's no more nine to five. Once you start setting your own schedule, I mean, you really just do not want to work underneath anybody else. And I think I'm extremely privileged in that right that 
My parents are entrepreneurs, they're small business owners, and that's all I've grown up with. Well, I mean, my dad worked for a really big company in sales, right? So I knew that he did that, but my mom had her own photography studio. And after he stopped working for a big company, he also became an entrepreneur. And they've always instilled in me that that's something that, you know, you, I mean, every parent tells their kids that, you know, don't be afraid to go after what you wanna do. And I think that's amazing, but <laughs> it's also messed with my head because I'm like, well, I don't, you know, the idea of working for a big company doesn't really seem that interesting anymore. And I think I, at the risk of sounding like a spoiled brat, you know, I admit that to you guys on the podcast, but I think that it's also a product of just the way that the world is right now. Jobs don't look the same and you can make a good living off of posting sponsorships on Instagram and on YouTube and on TikTok. I mean, it's insane what people are making nowadays and it's definitely hard not to compare yourself. So I think that graduating with a generic degree definitely has a different meaning nowadays than it did before. I'm not saying that's a bad thing at all. And I think that when you graduate with a generic degree, there's a lot more flexibility because you get to choose what you wanna do, which is awesome. Um, it takes a lot of hustle and a lot of personal drive in order to pursue what you want to do, which is also really good. It's going to help you grow as a person. I think that I'm probably going to see the most growth in my entire life in this period than if I had stuck with what I was doing before. I mean, granted, that was very difficult and I probably would have learned a lot about myself then too. But, you know, I if I had done that and then I hated it, where I might end up exactly where I am now. And that's why I think that, you know, as much as I am struggling with the stress of not knowing where I'm going to go from here, it is going to benefit me, I'm sure, in the long haul because I'm going through this like trial and error period where I'm figuring it out. So <laughs> in the future, I'll have a pretty clear understanding of what it is that I can tolerate and what path I'm most comfortable with which is a good thing. I think too, another big part of graduating with a generic degree is that you really have to be good at networking. And that's a skill that I really wish I was better at. If you listen to the episode with my brother, then you heard us talking about it where he is younger than me. He's almost two years younger. He figured out the secret to life when he was in high school, which is absolutely mind-blowing to me. I'm so glad that I sat down and talked to him about that because the life skills that Jake has that I seem to not understand even as a senior, like he's just so good at getting along with people. And I'm not that I'm not good at getting along with people. I think I make friends pretty easily when someone gets to know me, but it's harder for me to like actually get out there and like put out that effort sometimes and he figured that out so early i'm so jealous of him because he's so good with just you know sparking up a conversation with someone new and that is something i really really want to work on because when you don't have a clear path you really need to get good at talking with people which literally okay 
I take back everything I said before about being good at communication because clearly, I mean, networking is a huge part of that. And if I'm not good at networking, then am I really a communication major? I mean, you know, you can tell me, but I think I just really need to get better at that because that is going to make or break someone's career. When you make those really good connections with people and you're not afraid to be friends with everybody and be really open, that's how you're going to meet people that are going to propel you into whatever industry you want. I mean, it's so true when they say that it's not about what you know, it's about who you know. Especially when you have a random degree like mine where you can go into whatever you want. You really got to know someone to get into a good industry, especially if you want to shadow someone and you wanna rise in the ranks quickly. And thankfully, I do have really good people around me, like my dad and like my brother and other family members who are amazing at networking. But it's something that I wanna get better at so that I don't have to rely on their connections to get me somewhere. Like I wanna be able to make my own. And that's the biggest thing about being at UT is that there's thousands of people here, really intelligent, amazing people here. It's like, if I don't use the potential that this university has for networking, like what did I come here for? And that I think is gonna be my biggest regret. It's like, I have to be able to use what is right in front of me. And that is why I kind of think it would have benefited me benefited me to join a sorority because man you the networking that you get from being in such an exclusive group like that and having those letters I think is just so significant I mean granted you pay a price for that you're basically paying money for a group of friends but there are definite benefits that come with that and you know there are a lot of what ifs that come with college you know what if I had done this or done this and you're never I'm never gonna know but it is something to think about and something that I am striving to get better at hence why I'm putting so much of myself out on the internet now it's like I want to create that open communication barrier with other people so that they can clearly see what I'm all about and yeah and especially with having guests on I just I really want to have guests so that I can meet as many interesting people as possible and hear their stories and talk about their passions because we're all super unique. So everybody has something that they're trying to do and if we can help each other get there, I mean, that's really what it's all about. So yeah, I, I've been stressing about this topic. I've been thinking so much about it lately just because I literally almost missed my internship opportunity for this semester. I didn't put myself out there enough. I applied to a lot of internships, but when the first of the semester rolled around and I didn't have anything lined up, I started panicking because if I don't get an internship for this semester, I'm gonna have to take it next semester and I won't be able to graduate this December, which was the whole point of me doing all the work that I did, which was to graduate early, save money, you know, all that stuff. And so, I don't want to tell people that I'm graduating early and then have messed up my internship opportunity and be like, oh, just kidding, I gotta stay an extra semester. So the amount of stress that I've been under just to find an internship has been enormous. And that's why I've been thinking about this so much because it's, it's just really got me evaluating what skills I have and what I still need to learn, even as a senior who's about to graduate so and another difference too is a lot of people take time after they graduate 
to figure out the specific industry they want to go in and then they go to grad school and I know I do not want to do that but it does get me thinking about any education opportunities outside of school that I may want to pursue. I have about three different things that I'm I'm thinking about. The first is obviously a nutrition certificate, which is a little different than becoming a registered dietitian. You can't actually, I don't think you can actually recommend specific diet plans. You can't prescribe anything to people. Like you're not a doctor at all. And I think you can just like give advice. It's like counseling, which I'm definitely not opposed to. And if I can just incorporate nutrition into anything I do, I feel like that would make me happy because that's something I'm interested in. So that's on the table. And then personal training, maybe because I'm so into fitness. And I used to think maybe I could be like a little fitness YouTuber. I really don't think I could do that now. But you know, you never know. Girls like Whitney Simmons and who else? Chrissy Selvia? I don't know how to pronounce her last name. Big fitness YouTubers are killing it out there so that's definitely a cool industry not saying i could do that but personal training in general would be pretty cool and then the third which recently i've been thinking about a lot is actually real estate because i think that that has a huge opportunity for growth and it really is all about the effort that you put in and that's how much you're going to get out of it which i think is really cool i mean and that's kind of the same for all three of those you know you have to go out and get clients But with real estate, you know, you go through an intensive program, you start with a broker, and then you can basically just help people find houses. And if they like you and they get along with you, you know, you're going to build those relationships for life. And that's kind of what I've been talking about. So that's something that also I've been contemplating. It's just difficult because all these things require extra money when I'm not actually making money yet. So it's like, you know... Does that mean I have to get another job in order to pay for the extra schooling? Like, it's just, I mean, you can see clearly how I can start to spiral. And it's just a little overwhelming when you think about it. Because it's, you know, like, oh, I'm graduating. But then, oh, I got to get a real job. But then it's like, no, I kind of want to go back to school. But, okay, I've got to pay for this. So I do have to get a job. But I also have all these other passions that I want to pursue. And it's just so difficult to figure out how to split your time and what to prioritize at the moment because it's like do i prioritize making money or do i prioritize growing my own channel or do i prioritize uh, my school so that i can get a better opportunity in the future it's just i feel like i need like a life coach (laughs) to help me figure it out someone to tell me like what would be the best thing and right now i'm kind of leaning on the option of doing like all three at once which is not smart but i think i just probably need to let the cards play out and see where life leads me right now it's really exciting actually because i'm working on a potential opportunity with my dad and it could possibly lead to something really exciting in the future possibly a long-term position i'm not going to talk about it past that because i really don't want to jinx it knock on whatever what is around me but if you know if that comes to fruition who knows where I could be a year from now 
But again, that was with his own, you know, networking and because of all of his hard work that led him to where he is, you know? And there's just something, I talked about this in my self-doubt episode, which, oh my God, I don't know if I'm going to release that. Like, ooh, if I release that, then you guys are really on a personal level with me now. But I talked about this in that, how I just really want to build something of my own. Like, ugh, it's so frustrating because I just want to have my own, like, thing, my own unique thing, which is what I'm doing now, but I want it to be big enough where I can actually get opportunities from it on my own. So we'll see about that. But still, regardless, it's really exciting and I'm so thankful to have someone as amazing at business and networking and sales and just like life and business in general as my dad because he's taught me so much about how to adult (laughs) in general that I would never be able to figure out on my own. I really want to have him on the podcast because I think that would just be like, I just think that would be the most educational episode I could possibly release because his wealth of knowledge is absolutely just unmatched. He would be amazing to talk about business strategy and how to get a job, easy mistakes that college students make when they're making investments or what you should know as you're as a high school student before you go to college about taking out loans, like all of that stuff I never would have understood if it wouldn't wasn't for him. So, hopefully we're going to have him on soon. Because that's going to be so, so interesting for a lot of people, I think. But I think I just want to conclude this episode with some things that have helped me as of late actually get through this uncertainty and kind of chill out a little bit so that I'm not completely freaking out. And that is to focus on the positives. So like I said earlier, there are a lot of positives to having a generic degree. Like I do get to choose what I want to do. You know, I don't have to be stuck in a specific path, which is awesome. And it's really just accepting that and looking at like, oh, you know, there are so many benefits to what I've already learned so far and how strong I am at these skills that I'm going to use for my entire life. I have to just have faith that these are going to carry me forward into whatever it is I'm doing. And when I think about it from a really positive lens like that, it just really helps calm me and be like, okay, like relax. People are going to see you and see your skills and you're going to find a job. Like it's, you know, stop worrying about all that. So if you take time to write down some things that you're grateful for and that are positives, I think that that can be really helpful to frame your situation in a different lens. And then also something that has helped me so, so much is taking measurable actions towards whatever path that you think is going to be best for you. So when I can actually write stuff down every single day and then check them off my list, I feel so much better than if I were just on Instagram or TikTok all day or watching YouTube and I wasn't really doing things that were helpful towards figuring out this issue. Like if I wasn't searching for internships all the time or if I wasn't working on this podcast and actually doing the work, doing the editing, doing the promotions, you know, actually putting in work for what I want to pursue, I think I would feel a lot more anxious because I really, I wouldn't have anything that would make me feel accomplished every single day. 
And so I think even if it's really small steps, focusing on small wins every single day, I think that can be really important for remaining calm and remaining centered and just knowing that what you're doing is going to lead to positive results. Because if you're not doing anything, if you're stagnant, if you're not moving, then you're not growing, you're not progressing. So every little step I take hopefully is a step in the right direction and it just gives me that sense of accomplishment that makes me want to keep going. So that's why I think that me taking little steps every every single day has really helped me not freak out as much. <laughs> Even if it's just as simple as sending an email to a potential employer, those little things really help. And then... Even if it's just sitting down and thinking like, how could I spend my time better? How could I be challenging myself on an everyday basis so that I'm actually learning and growing and moving towards whatever path it is I want to take? If that's listening to a podcast about business or watching videos online about real estate, like those are things that I can do every single day that are going to make me feel like I'm actually doing something productive with my downtime and less like I'm just like wasting away the days. The third thing I think that goes hand in hand with that is listening to other people's perspectives. I think that hearing stories from people who have gone through something really similar to you is really important because then you can take their tips and apply it to your own life. It helps seeing other people's success stories as well because then you feel better that you're not like just completely on the wrong track. Like you can hear someone who's been in your same situation, kind of like what I'm saying now, even though I don't have, you know, any measurable success to talk about yet. But just hearing that, you know, people are struggling with the same thing you are, I think is really helpful to make you feel like you're not as lost maybe as you thought you were. So hearing people's perspective, learning from what mistakes they've made, I think can be really good and it's really helped me. I love listening to podcasts about other creatives who have found what they wanted to do in really unorthodox ways. It makes me feel better about what I'm doing right now. So that's my third tip. And then the last one is actually just trying out a bunch of different things. That's kind of what I'm doing. I started first with food photography and I experimented a whole summer with that and I really loved it. And that's kind of what got me into actually posting more on Instagram and using my Instagram stories and posting every single day or every other day, like being consistent. And that's what led me into my interest of YouTube and trying to do like what I eat in a days and you know videos like that and then it led me to start videography uh last year I started doing videography for my best friend uh Cassie who we already know and love um I started doing powerlifting videos with her and that challenged me so much in a way that I had never ever experienced before I mean I had done a little video editing but nothing on that scale like the creativity of those videos if you want to go actually check them out, you can go to her channel because that's where they're all at. And that's what really pushed me actually to want to work harder on my own videos. And then I started doing my own YouTube channel. I posted a couple videos. I wasn't really happy with the way they looked or, you know, what my topics were. I didn't really have a clear focus. And that's what led me to starting the podcast and then posting these videos. So it's just, you know, I feel like experimentation is definitely part of it. And obviously I'm doing a very, very creative path, 
but in general in terms of like jobs I think that experimenting with finding different things that you like is also important like I'm also going to try and do that as well you know getting internships in a lot of different fields learning from different mentors who have uh, various skill sets that maybe you might be interested in like if you know a real estate agent and if your uncle is really successful in sales you know if you, just hearing their own experience and learning from them uh, I think is really important to figure out like do I really want to do this is this something that I can actually see myself doing long term so just experimenting getting that hands-on experience that life experience is really going to make the difference because I feel like you know, in college, you're taking classes, but you're not in the field. You're not actually, I mean, you know what I mean. Like, you're not actually engaging with the type of, like, sure, you're going to use things from what you learned in class, but it's not, it doesn't compare to when you're actually in those situations and you're focusing on problem solving because of whatever issue that you run into like when you're in a very stressful situation where you're like I have to figure this out no matter what like there's no one here to teach me right now like I just have to do it that's what's gonna make the most difference in whatever job that you're in so yeah it's just I think trying out a bunch of different things doing your own research that goes back to you know looking up videos online hearing testimony from people that are in those fields I think that is really going to help reassure you that what you're doing is the correct one and that's going to be the correct task for you. So I think I'm going to start to wrap it up. I've really been taking a deep dive into productivity lately just to help with this ambiguity, this uncertainty, and it's been really helpful. And, you know, I talked a lot about about this in my self-doubt podcast, but I'm kind of going to go against what I said in that one and just... I've started to realize that it's amazing to have the support that I do and I don't have to do everything alone. Like that one doesn't make sense and two like it's not practical. Like why why would I do everything alone when I have such amazing people in my life who are supporting me and who can help me get to wherever I want to go. So I'm just thankful of that. I wanted to share that. It's amazing to have support in your life. Don't be like me and feel like you have to uh, take on the world by yourself in order to be successful. That's not the case. Everybody needs a good support system to help lift them up and, you know, get them places that they want to go, especially when you have a generic college degree like I do, you know, that support is everything. So I hope this was helpful just to talk a little bit about my uncertainty with my degree. And if you're struggling with that, then I hope that my rambling helped you kind of work through that it's not it's not the end of the world. You know, it's okay if you have a super general degree because, you know, you're going to figure it out. And every a lot of people go through it. So you're not the only one. And and I honestly think these podcasts are just going to become therapy to me because I feel like talking about it, I just have so many realizations as I'm going through it. Like, oh, like that, I'm being dramatic, you know? It's not that serious. And yeah, hopefully my therapy can be <laughs> your therapy as well. I do want to just say a huge thank you to the amount of love and support that I've received for the podcast recently. The two episodes that I recorded before this, the self-doubt podcast and then the one with my brother, I recorded before I actually formally announced that I was releasing a podcast. And so I didn't get to talk about it in those, but 
yeah, I just want to say a huge thank you to everyone who has really enjoyed it and listened and reviewed it and just told me that this is something that I should be doing because that's really helpful, especially since I really have no idea and this is just like one big social experiment for me. So if you listened or watched the videos and messaged me and commented on my photo, then thank you. I really appreciate it. It's really cool to see that you guys like it and it just helps me want to make more. So I hope that you guys enjoyed today's episode. I'm looking forward to future guests and I'm actually going to go to Ohio next week for a little business opportunity so maybe i'll get to record with my dad then one last thing if you want to see my euphoria look then go check out my tiktok i'll have it linked in the description of this podcast and the description of the video obviously if you're watching the video then you'll be able to see it i <laughs> kind of look like a clown in this viewfinder. I'm a little scared to edit this back and I might regret filming this whole thing with it on. But you know what? I thought it was really fun. I thought Euphoria has such a cool aesthetic. Like why not bring it into my videos? Also, I'm sorry. I told you that I was going to end this, but can you just appreciate the dedication? Because this glitter that I put underneath my eyes started to burn really really badly when I put it on and it really scared me it made my eyes want to water so bad and I really just want to take it off right now but it looked cool and I wanted to film a video with it so I just sucked it up and decided to do this right now but I cannot wait to take it off I don't recommend keeping on any type of glitter or eyeliner or whatever you're using on your face if it burns like I know that my face is gonna be really really red and I'm praying that my skin is not gonna flare up because of it but you know you got to do what you got to do for the video also I like was snipping my lashes when they were already on and I'm my false lashes and I'm terrified that I snipped off part of my real lashes so if I come back with half a lash in the next video, you know, <laughs> you know what happened. But anyways, I have rambled on for, I think just about an hour now. So I will let you go. I hope you enjoyed for one last time this episode of Sophisticated Mess. Please make sure to go and leave a review. It helps me so, so much. Leave a review comment and tell me what I can do better. I always want to know what you're thinking and your feedback is very much appreciated. Also tweet me if you want to suggest new topics for future episodes. And with that being said, finally, I will sign off. Thank you guys for listening and I will see you in the next one. Bye.